Your Working Life, a show that provides you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. I'm Caroline Dowd Higgins. I'm a speaker, a career and leadership coach, and today I welcome Krista Provoznik to the show. Krista, welcome. Thank you. It's really great to be here. Hey, everyone. Oh, I'm really excited to have a juicy conversation today, Krista, because you are preparing leaders and organization to have a presence and a brand through social media that is very unique and different than just the company image and presence. So let's get started because you have some really interesting things that you've done, that you've done, excuse me. And from my understanding, you've spoken at Mayo Clinic social media conference about a successful executive and thought leadership program on social media. So tell me all about that. Yes. Um, so basically my goal in this program that I've built is to really help position senior leaders to become trusted industry sources in the social space and beyond. Because as we know, online translates to offline and offline translates to online. Um, Basically built out, I discovered that there were about five phases to help establish an effective leadership profile that guarantees that authenticity and demonstrates expertise. And I personally primarily work with LinkedIn and Twitter because those are the most thought-leading social platforms. Facebook is a little bit more personal and fun. Um, So those are the two channels that are more business-related. With those five phases, it's broken out into, one, a discussion phase, just an overall conversation with the executive to know if they're comfortable online, have time to dedicate. Um, As we know, social is fast-paced. It takes time. There are risks. So just kind of want to make sure we're going down the same, same path together through strategy. Uh, Second phase is all about an education, how to, teaching the basics of the platform. And then phase three and four is more about building that content, building that engagement strategy, taking the goals that we've established with this executive and how it correlates to the brand and actually building it online through influential ways. And the fifth phase is the fun of optimization. So just reporting and analysis to set monthly goals that guarantee success and show the impact as it aligns with the business goals. So, Krista, can you give me an example of of a success story? Because I'm sure there are a lot of executives listening saying, okay, I get it intellectually. I understand the power here. But gosh, I just don't have the time, right? Yes, absolutely. So, As far as um, building the time, I do say it it makes sense to have somebody partner with an executive just to kind of give some ideas or perspectives or something's already happening in the space so they can kind of have a partner in crime guiding them on where to go and how to do it so they're not in it only by themselves. Um, A success story is one of my executives, a chief medical officer, Dr. Esteban Lopez, Um, He wanted to become an influencer or an expert in Latino disparities, really was tapping into the Twitter space. Um, He really wanted to educate people about disparities in health and healthcare and how we as a healthcare system can increase health equity. And his personal passion on it was that he personally grew up in that space. Mm. He witnessed it himself. Um, So... With building his online presence, taking his strategy, having him connect with the right people, um, having him incorporate his personal touch through this platform, 
we were able to, first of all, slowly have him be mentioned in media, just happened because he was making an effort and connecting with the right people. And we had him um, co-host a Twitter chat that helped increase his influence. And lo and behold, uh, AHIP invited him to, be, to become one of four social media ambassadors. So he spoke wow. at a big conference. Yeah, his, um, his cloud score, which is a measurement that we use on Twitter to guarantee or to identify the level of influence, is um, above average. So we're making it happen. That was awesome. What a great return on investment. You know, I'm so grateful that you mentioned having a partner because it, I agree with you. The, pr the premise is not, gosh, you have to do all this yourself and it's going to be really uh, a time suck. You are a social media influencer and you help other people. So can my listeners hire you to help them become social media stars? <laughs> Oh my gosh, I wish it was that easy. Uh, no. Um, so I do partner with these executives, but that's why I built out this five-phased approach. And the first phase is all about discussion because, first of all, you have to make sure that the executive you're speaking to or the person you're speaking to has what it takes to be an influencer. So in being a leader or a thought leader, that means providing high quality and value added insights. Yeah. Their opinions matter and hold weight among their peers, becoming this trusted go-to source. And that credibility is gonna be really key in having their content break through the fast-paced, cluttered social media space. Not only that, they also have to have a credibility offline because mm -hmm. if you're starting from scratch, you know, no one's gonna start listening to you if you don't already have some ground base somewhere. You want to build followers based on who you've connected to offline, whether that's already through speaking engagements or earned media, or you just have a good following offline that are like, yes, get on there. We want to follow you and share with other people. It's all about understanding to specific qualities that make sense for the social media space. So for example, um, being a good listener overall or understanding the environmental landscape, trends, competition, risks. Because if a person understands their interests and values and others' interests and values, even different from their own, they're going to see things on both a broad and personal level while having some thick skin and a discerning ear to know how to use their voice purposely. So... <laughs> It's a few different things you need to have in order to identify if this person is good for social media. Um, lastly, the biggest piece is time commitment. So sometimes executives think, okay, so then you're going to write all my content. No, that is not how <laughs> this works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the executive needs to actually do a majority of the writing because that's how you build authenticity and humanization. Yeah. Um, so you just kind of keep an eye on those qualities. I really appreciate that because we want their voice, right? It, it's not a ghostwriter time, right? We want that, that genuine, uh, perspective and point of view of the leader. But let's talk about mitigating risk, right? In the social space, are you of the mind that we should order, pardon me, avoid the top three, which are politics, religion, and sex in any of our postings because they are just danger zones? Or is, is there some time where those are appropriate? Ooh, that's a fun question. Um, I actually tell the executive 
if they want to communicate on those topics, I first of all say, what do you want to say about it? Yeah. Because there's a difference between, I just want to talk about, you yeah. know. And is it violence. relevant? Right. Right. And is it relevant to the goals that we've outlined? Um, normally, I'm pretty open about having the executive communicate those things as long as it's done a very in a very strategic way um, and is also aligned with the organization's messages. So I uh, had an executive really wanting to talk about gun violence as it relates to healthcare. Yeah. It was something that our company was not uh, having a position on, so it was a little dicey. Uh, so I basically said, when you communicate, just share an article and add a question to it. Is this something that we should be considering? It kind of separates his strong perspective, um, but still allows him to communicate on that topic. So then you still have that separation of church and state there. Got it. Um, so there are ways to kind of work around that. So, Krista, I have to mention to our global audience that you are a proud graduate of Second City Improv, which is very cool, but I bet it's also empowered you in your career because one of the things that you do extraordinarily well is help executives learn how to have strong discussions, right, to be active listeners and to be responsive. So tell me uh, how that might come into play teaching execs how to have strong discussions. Absolutely. So, First of all, it's um, sometimes I identify a discussion that I think that they should get involved in. And sometimes there's a little bit of an intimidation or a lack of confidence. Like, how do I get out there? What should I say? However, I tell the executive, you know what? The social media space does not know that you have myself helping you. Yeah. So let's work on a statement together. Um, so it's about really working together having the executive trust me as the expert that I know what to say, how to say it, and I will be there to protect them if it comes back to bite them in the butt. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's, it's all about working together, trying things. And that's what I say. I'm like, let's try it. If it fails, okay, yeah. you know, we'll make a note of it. But we got to try it. You know, my impression, too, of social media is engagement is two-way, right? So if, if you post a blog or an article or, or something and others comment on it, your ability to respond to that and keep the conversation going is important. What are your thoughts there? Oh, absolutely. And that's why, again, like that first phase of the discussion, like, are you a conversationalist? I'm monitoring how this executive is communicating with me back and forth. Because you have to have that ability to reply back to people. I say if somebody comments on your post, you have to reply within 12 to 24 hours um, because that shows that you care about what the person says. It also allows you to build upon with your expertise and knowledge. So that's another piece in social media. It's not about one way, which is similar to speaking engagement sometimes. Um, it's a two-way conversation and you've got to be ready for all of it. And you have to do your research and be thoughtful about how you respond as well, right? You got it. You got it. So what's been your favorite part about helping executive thought leaders really become adept at social media? I bet you've seen it all. Oh, yes. So I would say the first piece is a majority of them. You know, we look at these executives and their high roles, where they've come, and there's this I think I mentioned it before, like there's this level of confidence that they seem to have or carry with them or, you know, there they are up there. 
Um, but when I talk to them about social media, you see them break down. It's this lack of confidence. What if I say something wrong? This is my personal brand out there. It is in that space forever. So it's having myself become not only their coach, but their motivational cheerleader. You know, if they even just use a hashtag correctly, I'm cheering on the sidelines like, hey, we finally got it. That's great. That's great. Yeah. It's the vulnerability, right? And the exposure of being out there to the world. Yes, absolutely. And just kind of working together to build that, um, build that level of confidence so they can at one point just shoot out as a rocket without me. Do, do they get to a point where they can fly solo or are you really always there to, to hold their hand and, and give them that, that backup and that support? Great question. So I, with this program that I built, as as I kind of finish toward the last of the training, my goal is to help them fly solo and for me to help them just on minor things. So, hey, again, seeing this article randomly or let's take this to the next level and have you write a blog or, you know, I'm just keeping an eye on them, but they should be flying solo, especially what I love about it is a lot of them ha- start having fun with it. Nice. nice. So they they have they're very comfortable in just saying what they can and know I'm here as backup if they need it. So, Krista, I'd love to pick your brain. The the concept of uh, audience, right, and reach or listenership, depending upon the platform, has really changed. And is it as important to have as many interactions or deeper interactions? Right, the concept of deep versus wide on the the audience reach. Great question. Um, I would say it's more deep. Nowadays, if you look at social media's algorithms, they're really looking for, quote unquote, meaningful interactions. That means, are people having long discussions on their posts? And they're looking for long versus short comments. Yeah. Um, How many shares or retweets on your content? And that was sort of how I built out metrics when analyzing the results here. You know, a lot of executives think, hey, it's quantity. And I said, no, it's quality over yeah. quantity. So we, I kind of help train them in that mindset to kind of look at different metrics than what they're used to. Um, and it showed because this executive here, Dr. Esteban Lopez, um, he became one of four social media ambassadors. The difference between him and the other ambassadors was that three of them had followers over the 20,000 count and he had under 1,000. Wow. So it just shows that quality can really give you the same bang for your buck. It's a great example. So Krista, as we wrap up, I know there are millions of people listening globally who are saying, okay, the executive in my company or the team of executives really need this. Where do they start, right? What's the first thing they need to know as they consider this this kind of interaction? Great question. So five key pieces that I want to keep people in mind of. Um, number one, choose the right platforms. So, you know, with what you're trying to do, just make sure that you are identifying the right platforms that have the right conversations before you start. And then you also want to match your executive's comfort level to that right space. So, for example, I would say, um, 
you know, Twitter is a fast paced channel. It's about one to three interactions per day. How do you feel about that? And a lot of people are like, whoa, yeah. there goes my day. Um, so if that's the reaction, you know, I, we use LinkedIn as well. It's very effective in its same manner. Um, number two, set goals and expectations up front. And this is with the discussion phase. You know, you got to be honest. What is my goal out there? Who am I trying to reach? You also have to take note. This is going to take work. It's going to take analysis. It's going to take time and strategy. But overall, it's going to be a ton of fun. Number three, link to a broader communication strategy. So an executive will have unique thoughts, but we need to make sure that those unique thoughts don't collide with the company's point of view and messaging, that they right. actually work simultaneously. So then you can weave mentions of how the company is working on those progressions together. Number four, be honest about what's measurable. No, we're not going to be able to measure ROI, but there are other forms that can be more powerful. And being recognized as a credible, authentic expert in the space is much is worth much more sometimes. Um, lastly, conduct individual training. If anybody's out there to work with executives, um, overall, you're able to get much more tailored. And I've seen an executive open up to be much more comfortable about asking questions, which many of them say, I think this is a dumb question, but... Um, so despite being in their big role, that lack of confidence and nervousness... Um, you kind of help hone in on that and, and protect them and let them know I'm here to help you. You, you have your own personal strategist. Um, you just have that real conversation and get honest. Um, so those are the five key takeaways, I would say. That is awesome. Krista, thank you so much. I learned a lot from you today. I'm really grateful. And I know leaders around the world have also learned. So thank you for sharing your wisdom and expertise. So great to have you on the show. Great. Thank you. It's a lot of fun. So good luck, you guys. Thanks, Krista. And hey, if you like the show, subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. And even better, leave us a review and tell your friends. And of course, share what career development topics you're interested in so we can address them on a future show. You can find me on Twitter at cdowdhiggins or send me a direct email at caroline at carolinedowdhiggins.com. I'm Caroline Dowd Higgins. Thanks so much for listening.